BIV today. I'm Tyler Orton. Now, our guests are authors of a new book, Rise Up. It's out this week, and it zeroes in on those leadership qualities, I think, that are needed to be successful in what is can only be described as a rather unique era right now. And uh, these are co-authors here, so I'll introduce them one by one. First up, we have Mike Watson. He's president of Ignite Management Services here in Vancouver. And with us also, it is Ali Grovu. She is a senior consultant at Ignite Management Services. And uh, Mike, Ali, thank you both for joining us on the show today. Thanks, Tyler. Great to be here. Okay, so we're talking about kind of the leadership qualities that uh, we, we really need to uh, make a splash, make a difference within organizations. Um, what are you know some of the common mistakes uh, that leaders might make that uh, you feel that uh, you guys can kind of have some insights on and, and address here, especially in this book that you guys have penned? Yeah, thanks for that, uh, Tyler. It kind of comes back to why we wrote the book in the first place. And we worked with organizations to help them build their strategy. And uh, oftentimes, when it came to implementation, strategy failed. And it, so it begged the question of why. And we realized that leadership was a huge determinant of the success of implementation. And one of the things that we saw quite clearly is that leaders were not engaging their teams enough in the creation of strategy. Uh, so that and that's where it started. And then as we got into it, uh, we saw that there were some um, th some thinking. There was some thinking in leaders that their job is to come up with the right answer and have the right answer, and uh, sort of walk uh, walk walk tall, walk proud, and uh, and and be right. And that's really not what leadership is about. Leadership is about enabling people individually and collectively to be the best versions of themselves in pursuit of something noble. So it was a bit of a mindset challenge that we saw. Uh, Ali, I'll bounce that one over to you. Anything you'd like to add there? Yeah, um, that's really what it comes down to for me is, uh, and really what the book speaks to is leadership is really about that self-awareness, that personal development in the pursuit of being a leader, where a leader is about really being someone who lifts others, brings out the best in individuals and teams in the pursuit of results. And we still see so many leaders uh, that don't have that mindset. They still think it's about developing great products, closing deals, um, what they might think of as the business side of leadership. Uh, but it's really about how do we help people live up to their potential and align those passions and skills in the pursuit of um, a collective purpose or a collective pursuit. Well, you know, you guys have talked about enabling, you know, people to be their best selves. I, I've been in, you know, workplaces where some folks prefer having a lot of direction, knowing exactly what they're supposed to be doing at all times of the day. Other folks, uh, you know, they don't like that. You know, they're at their best selves when they're given a lot of freedom from the managers. Um, how do we ensure that uh, it's not kind of a one-size-fits-all scenario when we are trying to, you know, have, you know, effective leaders in any given workplace with a very diverse group of people? I'm, I'm so excited by this question. Uh, you're absolutely right. It isn't one-size-fits-all. Uh, there are different different personalities, but there's also people who are at different stages in their career and their development um, and their experience or skills as it relates to the role that they're in. Some people are going to need more direction, direct feedback, setting clear expectations. And for other people, 
Um, it's a bit of a higher level development, supporting them when they need support, providing coaching, but really letting them run with it and get the job done. And it is, it's very dependent on the individual and the role. Well, I've got to ask Mike, you know, like, you know, how do leaders start to kind of cultivate kind of a great company culture, you know, recognizing that it's uh, in big parts, you know, kind of what they're doing, what, what direction they're giving to employees as well? Yeah, Tyler, let, first off, let's recognize leadership is the most significant determinant of a corporate culture. The processes you put in place, the systems you put in place will also impact the culture. But leadership is the most significant determinant of culture. And it starts with the, the values with, that you will live by in the workplace. And they must be consistent with the values you live by outside of the workplace. And it's not about posters on a wall, but rather how you behave according to those values. That sets the tone. It sets the tone for the entire organization. The second piece that I would call out is the critical importance of being clear on your purpose as a leader. Why are we here? Why are we doing this? Is it to help our employees put, ensure they can put food on the table? Is it to change the world? Is it to save the environment? Uh, it could be any one of a number of things, but let's ensure that we're all very, very clear on that. And the third component is aligning individual purpose to corporate purpose. Why have people joined me here? Is it for a paycheck or is there something compelling about what we do that aligns to what matters to them? If you get those three components right, that live by your values, be clear in what they are and live by them, be clear on your purpose and the why, and then integrate the corporate purpose with the individual purpose you're going to be well on your way to creating the culture that uh, you would aspire to. Well, you know, one of the things, and this has happened to me as an employee as well, but, but employees and, and managers, they don't always see eye to eye. And sometimes that's on part of the employee, other times on part of the manager. But how, how do we go ahead and, and make sure that there isn't that kind of disconnect going on here and that everybody's on the same page? Thanks, Mike. Uh, it really flows from what Mike was talking about around that purpose piece. So the first, that first step um, of really getting clear on organizational purpose, and this is where that that strategy work comes in. Of what are we in pursuit of? What does great look like? Um, why should employees choose to spend their time here? Uh, and getting clear on that, and then continually having a practice where you're having those conversations with your employees around uh, what are they in pursuit of and how does what they care about and what they want to do in the world or in their life align with what the organization is doing uh, and creating that connection and helping them find that meaning in their role and really making that part of the conversation. And the other piece around this, um, I've been doing some research into this employer-employee sort of divide or that gap that, that has grown and management and workers are really one team. They work together to drive success. And um, there's a, there's this there can be this us versus them mindset. But ultimately, we're all employees. Tyler, you're an employee. Mike's an employee. I'm an employee. Uh, so having those conversations around uh, breaking down that us versus them of we are one team. We have different roles to play. Um, and a key part of that where the leader plugs in is that emotionally intelligent, purpose-driven human leadership that is really focused on employee welfare from the perspective that 
if my if I create value for my employees, my employees will create value uh, for the organization. So it's the leadership mindset around lifting others in pursuit of what we're all seeking to achieve, but also having those open conversations around organizational purpose and personal purpose. Okay, so Ali, I, I was uh, watching a, a reality show with my girlfriend, and uh, we, we couldn't help but remark about how uh, this workplace setting, um, they had a boss that kept telling people to pick it up. They weren't doing a good enough job. And, and we, my, my girlfriend and I, we, we kept looking at each other. It's like, this is terrible. You know, um, can emotional intelligence, can it be taught? That's such a good question. Um, I have heard the same thing. So uh, you're seeing on TV, but I've, I've seen it in real leaders that I work with. Um, and the, the phrase that I've heard is the same thing. It's step it up. Why won't people step it up? Um, and it's, it goes back to that leaders needing to look in the mirror um, and really look at what they're doing. What is it that they're doing that is creating the culture? Um, whether it's positive aspects of the culture or aspects of the culture that they would like to change. So can it be taught? Um, it, it goes again back to that motivation. Do you have a motivation to change? Um, so if you're not currently leading in an emotionally intelligent, purpose-driven way, what is going to cause an, cause an individual to change? There might be some external force that causes you to look in the mirror, either you know getting denied a promotion or getting fired or having something, some external force saying you've got to change how you lead, uh, or you may have a personal awakening of I'm not you know I'm not fulfilled, this isn't working, I need to do something differently. So wherever that motivating force comes from, there does need to be something that causes that I need to look in the mirror, I'm the problem here, I need to be the solution. Um, and then, yes, absolutely, you can build the habits of being that emotionally intelligent leader if you choose to. Mike, do you want to add on to that? Yeah, there's, uh, there are times, Tyler, when we are going to have to share tough feedback with people. So we've created the environment of trust. We have uh, alignment of purpose, and it isn't working for whatever reason and this is when the leader does have to um, have conversations that you hope will result in step it up. But I will say that you and your girlfriend were spot on. Step it up is not the right, right way to do it. And tough conversations can be had. And as long as they are predicated on care, uh, with care and communicated clearly and transparently, they tend to work. When we do our coaching, we talk to leaders about starting with I care as a statement. I'm having this conversation because I care about you. We've talked about the purpose and it doesn't feel like things are working quite right. Um, may I have permission to share some tough feedback with you? Oh, and give it a... <laughs> generally, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, sometimes people will say, no, I'm not in the mindset for it. And then trust them, yeah. put out the fire. Because if they're emotionally charged, they're not receptive. They're in their fight, flight, freeze, or faint response, and they're not going to hear you anyway. So get that permission statement out there. Are you okay to hear some tough feedback? If not, we'll schedule another time. And then be very clear. I, what I've observed is, and it, it doesn't feel like it's you at your best. I know what you're capable of. Um, great coaches, they believe in their people. I'd go so far as to say they love their people and they want them to succeed. If your coaching is based on that, I care about you and I want you to succeed, people will be much more receptive to the feedback they receive. 
Is there a lot of uncertainty facing leaders, managers right now with regards to how the pandemic has really changed uh, the workplace for many companies that are, you know, right now doing that hybrid model or some are just 100% remote at this time? And I don't know, I, I just wonder how much managers are a little bit anxious about what this means for their own leadership. Yeah, we're coming out of uh, this COVID environment. Um, some would argue we live in the most turbulent times in human history, the most transformational times in human history, whether it's health crisis, environmental crisis, uh, war in the Ukraine. And there's so much uncertainty in our lives. And I would say that leaders right now are in uncharted territory and they're nervous and they're exhausted. And we've got to remember that most leaders right now who have uh, led through COVID are absolutely exhausted. So one of the things that we suggest, Tyler, is that leaders take a pause and ask themselves, have we got the rest? Have I got the rest that I require to be at my best? Have I taken time to recover so that I can be at my best to put my people at their best? And I'll throw it over to you, Ali. What would you add to that? It's in these times that this type of leadership is matters more than ever. Um, and we shouldn't be waiting for these times to be cultivating it, but it is a type of leadership that creates resiliency to make you as a, an individual leader more resilient, but also to help create uh, more resiliency for your team and your organization so you can withstand and navigate the uncertainty and the changes and the things that face you. And that's really what the habits in the book speak to is how do you cultivate a style of leadership that allows you to navigate um, and overcome and thrive uh, through a lot of this uncertainty. And people are People are exhausted. Um, we hear a lot with leaders about their staff being exhausted, but leaders are also exhausted. So really helping people get in touch with their why, why are they doing this and cultivate those habits that will build their own resilience and that of their teams. And it's the same, it, these translate to remote hybrid work. So those guiding principles around leadership it becomes tactical when you get into your decisions around where are people going to work? How are we going to ensure there's communication? How will we ensure there's collaboration? But foundationally, what really matters and what will help you navigate that and do that effectively is actually that higher order of leadership. Um, what are the habits of great leadership? Uh, and that's going to help you navigate uh, whatever the changes are. Well, as we just wrap up here, uh, I'm wondering if uh, one of you guys should just tell our listeners if they are interested in the book, which is Rise Up, uh, where would they go about finding it at this mo at this moment? Allie? Uh, you can find it all kinds of places. So it is out now. You can find it pretty much any book retailer that you are used to shopping at, Amazon, Indigo, um, and various uh, independent and other book chains, both online and in person. Well, excellent. I want to thank both you folks for uh, joining us on the show today. Uh, Mike, Ali, thank you once again. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks, Tyler. We really enjoyed it. And uh, once more, that is Ali Grovu. She is a senior consultant at Ignite Management Services, and her colleague there is Mike Watson, president of that same company. I want to thank all of you for listening today. In the meantime, you can go to BIV.com. We have lots of stories, more interviews, videos there as well. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Thank you.